welcome to another episode of the Applaud Her podcast. I am so excited to have you join me in my conversation with Eliza and Isabel Arnold. They are the founders of the ethical and sustainable investment platform, Arnie. Through their work and business, they are making sustainable investing accessible while supporting a wide range of environmental, societal, and corporate equality and board diversity initiatives. By employing their technology, you can receive a customized portfolio that focuses on initiatives and movements you support and believe in. Eliza and Isabel share what Arnie is, their vision for the tool, and how they've utilized different groups and networks to help them along the way. They are incredibly fascinating women, and I know you'll enjoy Eliza and Isabel Arnold. Um, well, how's your day going so far? I just wanted to start by asking that. Um, it's going well. Yeah, um, yeah it's great. Um, let me think. Nothing really super to report. I mean, we've um, we uh, we were been working on this sort of new four hundred one k offering, um, which is always exciting because it's like it's fun when you get to when you get to dive into the like thinking and ideation phase. Um, you know, I mean, then then there's a million other like small little details you have to figure out but right now we're in that kind of fun like it could be like this or it could be like this and that's always the best and most exciting part so yeah for today we're enjoying that oh wow that's great and what is the 401k offering if you don't mind my asking no not at all um yeah so basically um very similar to our um to what our, our current offering would be is just um you know, we would work with um, employers to offer you a customized 401k plan. So instead of just getting put in a random like Vanguard target date fund, um, you'd be able to, you know, customize your own fund just like you would with our um, individual platform. Oh, wow. Wow. And the ideation process, what does that usually include? If you're able to summarize it in, in maybe understandable terms for me, who I have yeah. no idea what a lot of the finance world means. I admire it and I'm so curious to know about it, but yeah. Sure. And hey, I, I just saw Isabel pop down. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hi, um, Isabel. Hi. Hi. Great, so great nice. to be here. Thanks for having us. Of course. My pleasure. It's my honor to have both of you. I've been really looking forward to this conversation for a while. I I was telling Eliza in our initial um, mm -hmm. meeting that I believe so much in your mission and what you've built, and I'm so excited for you to continue to grow. And I, I hope I can help contribute to that just a, a little bit. So awesome. Well, yeah. yeah, we love, we love the enthusiasm. We love to hear it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So the ideation phase, basically it's just, you know, us, us realizing there's a gap and thinking, okay, I think we might be able to figure out a way to solve it. And then it's a ton of research into what the other options are out there. Um, you know, if people are writing about how they, you know, are, unhappy with this with this option um or wish there was something like this what the competitors are sort of where the gaps are um and yeah so we um you know it's a lot of just uh we have a wait list uh -huh. so we you know we'll email our wait list and say okay can you answer this questionnaire or you know can you can you review use our beta and then give us some feedback on it okay. um and then reaching out to our network and um, our community and just saying you know we we need we need to hear from people about whether this is something they would want. And we usually will make a, um, a questionnaire uh, just using like a Google form, you know, something super simple, something that people are familiar with and, and know how to use. And then 
yeah, just collect as, you know, try and reach as many people as we can. It usually yeah. always starts with, okay, first let's text, you know, our family group chat, all the yeah. friends and say, hey, does this, can you take the survey and let us know if this makes sense? Because one of our main issues is, you know, we're so deep into this every day. And so things that are obvious to us or make sense to us or the way we've written something out is like, oh yeah, that makes sense to everyone. And someone who has no idea what we're doing or doesn't understand the platform completely has no idea or asking them in the survey. And so we kind of first send it out to our friends and family, get some feedback on that. And then we found a lot of traction and people wanting to take a survey and give their feedback in sort of online groups that we're in. So there's some, a lot of female focused uh, online groups and forums that we'll kind of blast the survey out to and ask for feedback. Um, Facebook groups even. And so people are, people are always pretty willing to help out and give their feedback and, you know, provide pretty decent answers. And so that's usually where we, where we kind of start and we get a pretty good number of responses from, from that. Um, and then kind of talk about what our responses were and, and iterate and then maybe put out a different survey that hits on something else. Wow. I'm so glad that the response has been so positive, although with a, a product and a service as incredible and, respectable and admirable as, as what you're offering. I, I would be surprised if anyone would be willing to turn it down, turn down providing feedback and see you both succeed. And I imagine, I feel like this uh, focuses a lot on the, on the importance of relationships and partnerships. What role has um, that played in throughout your journey to build Arnie? Uh, I guess, what do you mean by partnerships? Um in our journey to build, like yeah. uh, sort of like plan partnerships or just along the way getting support? Yeah, both. I would say getting support and then maybe like corporate partnerships if um, how that has played out. Because I imagine with 401k, the 401k offering, if I understand correctly, um, that would involve maybe a lot of outreach to these um, companies that will be establishing a 401k using Arnie. Is that correct? Yeah, that's actually what our conversation this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah you about. nailed it. <laughs> you really, uh, you got that one. So we were actually just discussing how that would work. Um, you know, so our main platform is, is you know, direct to consumer sort of retail platform that the user could come on and, and build their own individual like savings portfolio, basically. Um, and then we've been thinking of, okay, how do we go about this 401k route? And so actually what we're talking about today is what is the right avenue? And so there's, you know, going directly to, we kind of target small, medium-sized businesses around, you know, 100 employees or so and become a 401k offering um, directly to them and kind of give them a white-labeled portal. Then there's also the route of some of these uh, sort of smaller versions of like an ADP. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's either partnering with payroll platforms or smaller companies like Paychex or JustWorks that offer different, you know, access to different 401k plans. So there's kind of that indirect route. Um, so we were actually just kind of discussing that and have kind of a list of companies we want to, a list of sort of payroll partners. and 401k platform partners to reach out to and figure out, you know, what it would take to be an offering on their platform. Um, so that's kind of what we're diving into this week. <laughs> okay. Wow. And are those in initial conversation, initial conversations, are you mostly doing a lot of outreach or have any of them gained um, are looking like 
very strong prospects for the partnership. Yeah, sort of an exciting new, um, you know, sort of based on user feedback and and understanding, you know, the fact that a lot of people that's that's their largest pool of assets or their only sort of pool of investment assets. And so where can we make the biggest impact? And is, you know, that would be part of it is offering a more customized, sustainable solution for that whole pool of, of retirement assets, which is, which is a lot. Um, and so we've been kind of, every time we sort of think of something and get excited about some new offering or, or some project we can do, there's sort of, okay, well, what are, what are the steps here? Um, and so that's how we spent the earlier part of today, which was, which was exciting. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. It's, I'm so curious to know more about it. And it, even though I'm not very attuned to the whole finance world, I still am so in awe of it. And I've dabbled in, in researching a little bit on my own, just for my own personal finances. Um, but as far as the component of user feedback, how do you conduct that por- portion of it? So we actually just started we just came up with this idea um, a couple weeks ago and have finally had time today to really carve out our plan. Um, so we haven't spoken to any yet. Um, we have a list of contacts that we are going to be reaching out to after this call, I think. Yeah. And um, and hopefully, you know, they, right now we don't actually have, we don't have it built yet. So, you know, we wouldn't be asking anyone to commit to anything. Um, but we mostly just want to do exploratory calls to see, you know, how we would integrate and is this something that, you know, you, you think would your audience base would want to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great to even just um, kind of catch the bait and see, see what, who is willing to start getting up, coming on board. Exactly. You gotta, yeah. you gotta talk to users and people before you build anything. That's yeah. something we've definitely learned is just right. Right. ask as many questions as you can and then build it. Definitely. Cause ours is sort of a, you know, a realizing is, and this is our main differentiator for the, the retail platform is, you know, when you add a 401k plan and offer that to your employees, it's basically choosing from a bunch of funds. And so a lot of these platforms will work directly with small companies to create a lineup of funds. And our whole thing is, well, we don't offer just one fund. Every person basically builds their own fund based on their sustainability interests. So it's sort of a completely different um, setup and, um, then there's, then there's navigating all the, you know, ERISA laws and all the regulations surrounding being a 401k provider. So it's, it's certainly, there's certainly a lot to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, is what we've realized. Definitely. And I think now that you touch on that, it brings me back. I wanted to make sure I touch on um, how you went about getting, getting Arnie started. Because when I spoke to Eliza, I was so fascinated by, um, your knowledge and education in the finance world and how her interest in wanting to invest ethically um, was really the catalyst for this. But I wanted to give you the opportunity to share a little bit more about your background and how what the process to get started looked like. Yeah, so I, mean, I started out uh, in investment banking and then moved into investment management um, and at a, at a small firm um, here in San Francisco. And you know, at that point had no idea what sustainable impact investing was. I'd never come across it before getting into wealth management. And then a lot of our client base, so we sort of service the ultra high net worth, 50 million and above uh, client base. And a lot of those were, you know, wealthy families, but then a lot of foundations and endowments. And so 
the foundations and endowments, that's kind of where this idea of sustainable and impact investing started uh, because they realized we do all this philanthropic work, but our portfolios are invested in a way that doesn't like agree with our philanthropic work and that's not really okay. So a lot of my, you know, I was introduced to this idea of, of actually aligning your investment portfolio with your values. And, and that was, that became the most exciting part of, of my work um, while at Sepio. And I really enjoyed that. And, you know, it was sort of inspired by, okay, we're doing all this work for these large foundations and endowments. And, you know, they're of course paying for the services of an investment management firm, you know, which is not the cheapest thing and not accessible to everyone. And so it just made me realize, okay, well, there's this whole group of ultra wealthy individuals and institutions that are getting these services and having a team of investors align their portfolios in a more sustainable way. But what about people like Eliza who would come to me saying, hey, my 401k is invested in gun manufacturers. I don't agree with that. Like, what's my solution? And it was sort of, well, the investments that my clients were using had, you know, $250,000 minimums or high fees or just not accessible to the general population. And so that was a bit frustrating because I think everyone should be able to, if they, you know, feel the need and desire to align their investments with with the things that they care about and not be invested in things they disagree with. And so that was kind of how we, we both came at this sort of, you know, both came at it from two different sides. Uh, There needs to be some solution that's, easy to use and understandable and accessible and cheap enough. Um, and, you know, I started noticing that the technology existed to make that possible. So, you know, something like fractional share trading, um, whereas, you know, before the existence of fractional share trading to get a diversified portfolio of stocks directly, you'd have to have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to buy, you know, Amazon is like $3,000 and then Google and so, you know, all of these companies cost a lot to buy each stock directly. Whereas now you can own a dollar of Amazon, 50 cents of Google, um, 10 cents of some other stock. So that makes that possible. And sort of all these other investing technologies that existed that, that would make a platform like Arnie work. Um, So we thought, well, let's just build it since it doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm curious to understand better, um, are the, the way that the ethical or sustainable um, companies or um, investments, are those, are there already institutions that exist that have that as part of their model? Or do you have to go out and find, for instance, an organization that supports um, carbon emission efforts and um, other initiatives like that? So yeah, so the the way that we've gone about this um, is that you know it's very there is not sort of a binary question of is a company sustainable or ethical or is it not. Um, mm-hmm. So it sort of depends on what your definition of sustainability and, and impact is, which differs for everyone. And that's that was our frustration with sort of existing options for retail investors was that it was dumping you in a fund with some generic definition of sustainability of, okay, this company is included or it's not included because of our definition of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, a user on, an, on the Arnie platform can say, I care about these issues and every company is rated against every single one of those issues. 
And so there's a base, you know, a, a complex calculation that happens that, you know, ultimately overweights companies that perform well in the specific issues that you care about and underweights or excludes companies that aren't rated so highly in the issues that you care about. So, um, you know, a company, you know, a company might have terrible board practices or their, you know, financial reporting has had issues or they've been hit with a bunch of fines from governing bodies, but you might care about environmental issues and that company might actually be doing really well in lowering the fossil fuel emissions, has really good environmental policies, improving their water efficiency. So maybe that company actually gets scored quite highly for you and is, is a large part of your portfolio, but then someone who cares about governance issues more maybe that company is not so high on their sustainability list and so it it does it isn't weighted as highly so it all sort of depends on what you care about and all of this data you know as the sort of sustainable impact investing practice is becoming more popular there are a lot of these companies that pour over public filings for every stock and look at you know have screeners and trackers that are pinged when there's some mention of a company in some news source that involves some controversy or they've been hit with some fine or they've updated their practice. And so you can pay to access these data feeds. And so that's where we're sourcing um, that information uh, because it, it would, you know, these companies have, you know, multiple hundred, you know, a hundred right. people doing all this research every day <laughs> on all of the, on every stock um, that's offered. So uh, you know, we will be accessing it from there. Right, right. Thank you so much. That makes a lot of sense. Um, the I know that part of your model is doing this research. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of data out there that you follow to uh, follow these companies that are in support of these very important sustainable initiatives and ethical initiatives. Do you ever have clients or is it an option for clients to, if they find a company that supports um, a mission or an initiative that they believe in and, and ask, hey, can you see if I can incorporate this into my portfolio? Is that ever an option or is that something that your clients do? So, I mean, currently, you know, we haven't launched quite yet um, as our current clients. We, yeah. Our platform for now will have the option to exclude up to 10 companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we think people often feel more strongly about companies they don't want in their portfolio. Um, But, and then, you know, for now, you'll just be able to select the sustainability issues you care about. And then on the back end, essentially a customized portfolio is is built for you. Uh, And so, you know, it's, it's targeted at the inexperienced investor who, you know, can give some input and choice, but the portfolio building and risk management and all of that is handled on the back end. But we would like to eventually add a feature where, where you know, users would be able to indicate companies that they do want and sort of have a kind of self-directed part of their portfolio where they could pick and choose stocks that they do want to invest in. And the rest of their portfolio would be managed uh, with, with that in mind, with that part of their portfolio as, as looking at the overall risk of their entire portfolio. And so there would be that option um, because essentially we want to provide a portfolio platform that manages all the risk on the back end. Um, and so for those who do want to have some fun in picking stocks that they're interested in, or there's a certain company they really feel strongly about and want to pick that 
we'd want to make sure the rest of their portfolio is still managed around that and has a proper risk profile and is still diversified and, um, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to add something, I think, you know, it's, I think one of the investing is inherently emotional and it is, it it shouldn't necessarily be, um, but it is. And so what we want to do is, is find a way to um, allow people to feel emotionally connected to investing. um, But making sure that we um, are, are working in their best interests to make sure that all of their choices are done responsibly. So, you know, we want to give them the ability to um, express how they feel through their values, through what they care about. And that's why we have, um, you know, new values coming out um, that align to what's going on in the real world. So for example, a COVID response value that would track how companies um, scored during the, the, their COVID response. So did they lay off a bunch of staff before cutting CEO um, salaries? Did they um, offer paid sick leave? Um, you know, things that people are really care about right now um, and want to hold companies accountable for these values. Um, so that's a great way of allowing people to feel emotionally connected to investing. But then also, you know, it's fun to trade stocks and it's fun to, to see your your stock go up and to decide you want to buy, you know, a little bit of Beyond Meat because you just ate it and you like it. Um, that's great. And so we we want to incorporate that. But, you know, I think uh, there's, a, there's a, a lot of platforms, you know, like Robinhood are, are great, um, but they can... Um, they really put all of the onus on the individual investor um, and that can sometimes not work out for people. So we want to make sure that we are managing all of their risk on the back end so that they can have fun, but still have something to retire with in the end. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad you mentioned uh, the, the COVID response support there and that component, because that's definitely something I would be interested in. I imagine, mm-hmm. especially with how much this has impacted all of us. And on that same topic, are there certain... Um, initiatives that or areas that you've noticed most of the um, your clients or people who you've been getting sourcing this information from to be able to better direct them or support them have you noticed an increase in certain areas that they're looking to focus on or um, initiatives they're looking to support yeah it's actually it's very interesting so when we first started we we thought um, environmental issues were going to be the main motivator, and while they still are, um, I you know people people change with um, all of their external inputs and what what's going on out in the real world. So you know at the beginning of the summer with all of the Black Lives Matter protests and this sort of you know reawakening of um, what's changed, what, you know how to sort of change our underlying structures and how they're not working for everyone. Um, a lot of our social impact values became uh, much more popular. And this is, you know, just with, with talking with people about what they what they wanted to choose and how they want to build their portfolio, um, that definitely got more of a push uh, than we were expecting. So, you know, I think, and then and then our governance values um, definitely also got more much more popular with COVID um, and sort of this realization that we need to put pressure on companies to change the way capitalism works for all of us. So I, I think we're, we want to make sure that we remain responsive and, and agile um, and are able to sort of move and flow with the times um, because we want people to feel like they always have an outlet to direct their passion um, with our platform. Yeah. yeah. And things like, you know, on that note is that sort of governance. A lot of people, I think before 
COVID and, and also, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, just sort of everything happening in the, in the past several months, you know, like Liza said, environmental issues used to be kind of at the forefront and those are easier for people to understand. And, you know, lowering fossil fuel emissions is, a, is an easy concept and something you want to support. But governance issues sort of were kind of more under the radar and people didn't really think, oh, how do, how do boards, you know, how does the makeup of a board and its lack of diversity, how is that then affecting the entire company and that company serving its community and its employers, um, employees, you know, for example, Alexis Ohanian stepping down uh, from the board of Reddit and asking to be replaced by a, you know, black member is, you know, saying, look, our board is not diverse and let's make it more diverse. And that's, that's a way that we can push forward this movement. And so I think there's a focus on corporate leadership and how that actually trickles down into the impact on our communities and the world at large. And so like Eliza mentioned, governance issues have certainly come more to the forefront. Yeah, that's so fascinating to know. And I'm glad that it's making an impact. Does the data that you collect, is that ever um, incorporated into the conversations you have with your potential corporate partners and do they ask maybe a similar question so they can know um, how to, if that it could influence the decisions they make um, to just become more respectful and respected in the, in the corporate world. And because people do want to support companies that are transparent and, and um, in. Yeah. So, so we just to sort of like clarify, I guess, yeah. We don't, um, you know, we don't work directly with these companies. Um, we actually can't. Um, that would, <laughs> we can't really um, show any preferential treatment to any any specific company. Um, so we would love to be able to one day become advisors um, on a larger scale, not just financial advisors to our individual investors, um, but also, uh, you know, sort of impact advisors to corporations. Um, but right now, um, no, we're just, you know, we hope that, uh, the, I guess the, the overall goal of our of Arnie is mm-hmm. to hold corporations accountable for their impact. And the way we see uh, that happening is empowering individual investors to put their money uh, where, where they believe it has the best impact. So direct their money towards companies that are, pers- that are um, pushing forward these positive practices and then divest it from companies that um, you know, are not. And so that's, that's how we speak to these companies is by giving um, the uh, individuals the ability to put pressure on them um, through their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea is, you know, one person investing a bit more in this company over this company is not going to move the needle, but collectively pushing forward this idea of, you know, essentially financially rewarding companies for doing good. Uh, and, you know, financially penalizing them for doing things that, you know, you don't agree with, um, ultimately, you know, as a, as a collective group of investors can maybe push the needle and, and get them to, you know, think about their impact beyond just, you know, next quarter's earnings. Yeah, definitely. I think we have a lot of power with our wallets and can really make that influence like you mentioned. you're enjoying my conversation with my remarkable guests this week. Before we continue, I wanted to take a brief moment to share some exciting news with you. The Applaud Her website is a growing and thriving extension to the Applaud Her podcasts. 
I'm proud to say it is a destination for helpful resources with exclusive articles shared by Plotter guests. That's right. They are contributing to this community and sharing their professional insight beyond our conversations through the internet streams. In addition, you will find other resources such as shopping guides, time and task management tools, and other helpful tips for success. If you'd like to check it out, you can visit the website www.applaudher.co. I will also include the URL in the show notes. I hope you'll check it out and share your thoughts. Now please enjoy Eliza and Isabel Arnold. Um I was wondering I know that you're uh if I recall correctly you're building out your tool that I believe Eliza you mentioned that you're working on is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So um yeah so we're we're still pre-launch. Um we have a prototype built that we are beta testing with users to try and get as much feedback as possible cuz like I said earlier you you ask as many questions as you can and then you build it um and so before we launch um we're working through that and then um while still pre-launch and with everything going on over the past couple months uh we had we felt like we really wanted to do something and we knew we had this um all of this data and information and expertise and and you know ability to uh really critically look at what companies are doing and so um we we desperately wanted to put our platform out there but we couldn't so in the meantime we decided to put up a a free tool that anyone can use um that lets you um see how sustainable your current investments are so you can go on to it's it's just a website it's very very simple and easy to use it's www.arnie-checkyourfund.com and uh you can put any fund that you're invested in search for either the fund name or the ticker and we will tell you how that fund scores in a bunch of different values so um you know how how much of it is invested in companies with bad fossil fuel ratings or good ones or you know deforestation or gun manufacturers um so or diversity uh so you can sort of you can see where your money really is right now um and then obviously uh, Arnie would be the platform that would be the solution to you realizing this problem and this this really stems from you know my personal experience with how I got into Arnie um realizing that I my 401k was invested in companies that had practices that I very strongly disagreed with and not having an option to move that money out and realizing that every day that I had that money in that account I was supporting things I disagreed with um and that moment of realization has just <laughs> never left me and so we wanted to create something that would give people that same level of education and awareness so that they could become more intentional with their money and do something about it um and obviously we would love it if arnie was the the path they chose to do that with um but either way we just want people to know um how much control they should have over their money yeah absolutely i hope they 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 choose Arnie as that source for, <laughs> for them as well. And there's not a lot of other options, so I don't know if they really have a choice. And you provide the best option, not that it's not <laughs> because it's the only one, but it is the best one. Um, I, and on that same topic, I know you mentioned that you're you're building it out, and it's it's a process to test. 
but are you able to share what maybe your one or three year vision is for the tool or what you the your greater plan is and what you hope to achieve with that tool? Um, so the the check your fund tool, um, you know, we want to have that up and available um, for forever, really. Um, that to us is just an awareness tool. Um, we want everyone to have access that to that no matter whether they use our platform or not. Um, and so that will sort of always be up there. We are um, uh, updating it right now to include 401k um, search. So right now it includes fund search, but most 401ks um, are like a target date fund that might have a couple funds involved in, like, in it. Um, and so if you don't know those specific funds, it would likely be hard for you to find out. So um, that's just a small thing that we're trying to make it easier for people to use. Um, but the our, our you know larger plan for, for Arnie um, as a whole company, um, we are hoping to launch, um, you know, sometime in the, the beginning of next year. Um, and we're starting out with this, um, you know, direct to consumer platform for, for individual investors. Um, and then we um, are very, very shortly after that planning on, off, um, on uh, launching the 401k offering that we were talking about earlier um, so that we can really hit hit people where most of their money is. Um, so their personal investments and then, um, you know, also their, their um, 401k through their employer. Um, and then we also have a, um, a portfolio, portfolio analytics um, path that I think Isabel would probably speak to better, um, but that yeah, would be the so, next phase. Yeah. So beyond our sort of direct to consumer platform and then the 401k product, we also want to offer something for, the slightly more experienced investor and also, you know, small foundations and endowments who, you know, have an existing portfolio and are managing that themselves, but want some sort of analytics tool that they could use to see how sustainable their portfolio is and sort of play around with how they can make it more sustainable and more in line with their values. So this would be for those who do want to choose their own stocks and do want to build their own portfolio and have the skills to do so, but want to integrate with something that'll help them build a more sustainable portfolio. And, you know, the foundations and endowments that I worked with in my prior wealth management role were quite large and had access to an advisor like my company doing this work for them. But there are, you know, tons of small endowments at, at small schools and small foundations that don't have the resources to pay for, you know, a wealth management firm. So, a tool that would be a lot more cost effective for them to build a more sustainable portfolio is, is also something we want to offer. So that would be kind of the next iteration of Arnie. Uh, and then, you know, longer term, we'd also like to offer a platform for private investments. A lot of the, you know, there's, there's, there are the large companies, the big tech companies and um, you know, big utilities companies and all of those on the public markets that, can can slowly add more sustainable practices to their businesses, but there are a lot of small non-public companies that are focusing on, you know, one specific area of impact. And so we, you know, know that that's a large space for impact investing. So we'd want to offer a, you know, private investment platform as well down the line. Um, and so, you know, that, that's part of our kind of grand vision for Arnie. That's great. I'm so excited to see all of that build and come to fruition, although I have no doubt that you will. Um, 
I wanted to ask you just as、uh, before we close, is there a woman or a community, a group of women who have advocated for you or supported you along in your journey to see Arnie come to life and just get it to this incredible point that it's at? Yes, definitely.、Um, so we have, we have really found a home in、um, online women's groups, I think much more so than we expected. So one of the, one of the best platforms that We tell every woman about、um, is this group called Alpha, and、um, they are they are a、um, you know an, an online community for women in tech. And they、um, you can ask any question, you can ask for help、um, or advice on things. You can just you know say I did something cool and I you know just want to share it with the world.、Um, it they have they host interviews、um, and sort of like AMAs. It's really just、um, an amazing and very, very supportive and inclusive community.、Um, and so, although it's not like a, I mean, since we're still all working from home and, and not congregating,、um, it's even more, it's probably even more supportive because it's really, you know, the only place we can go.、Um, and then,、uh, you know, through that, we've also found other sort of smaller groups、um, that are more,、um, you know, tighter knit. Uh, well established groups. So, groups of sort of mentors and advisors、um, that advise women led companies、um, and will just get on a call with you,、um, you know, spend an hour of their time going over your deck and helping you work out、um, go to market strategy,、uh, you know, anything really. So, I think that's been、um, for someone that has,、uh, for me at least personally, I've historically been.、Um, <laughs> like social media averse,、uh, it's been very, very inspiring to see how supportive an online community really can be. Wow, I'm sending、yeah. a big shout out to the women at Alpha and what a supportive the community. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, have to look at, look at and、it. actually, a lot of the connections we've kind of made since then, I, I, I made it to a, an actual in person event kind of right before COVID hit,、oh, wow. um, and made some in person connections, and that's kind of spawned a lot of these. Other connections,、mm-hmm. and you know, as you are you're introduced to other women, and、um, everyone's just very supportive. And you know, even just navigating things totally online these days,、um, it's it's awesome to see such a you know, incredible group of women sort of come together and, and help each other out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just wondering, I of course, we all face challenges throughout our journey to build whatever it is that. We envision have those women been supportive of you in that way where you come across a particularly challenging moment in your business and you're, you lean on them and they help you come, come out of it? Or do you mostly lean on each other?、Um, you know, we,、yeah. we lean on each other to no end. We,、yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, been, we've been leaning on each other <laughs> since,、uh, since I was two,、um, <laughs> uh, which is great. I think, you know, I, I, I would highly recommend starting a business with your sibling if you have a, if you have a relationship、um, that can weather it、uh, like ours can.、Um, you know, I think as long as you, what works so well for us is that we are, we are very different the way we think、um, and our backgrounds and experience,、um, extremely different. So we come at things with, with very different points of view,、um, but we both respect the other person's opinion and where they're coming from. and, and You know, there, are, there, are, there is a division of, of labor where it is, it's some things are her call and some things are my call, and we, and we respect that.、Um, so we definitely lean on each other first and foremost. But then, 
um, you know, I don't think we, we don't, we don't lean on the external community as much for like emotional support, but they are where we go to, to test every theory we have, to ask all of our questions, um, you know, to ask for a connection or help. Um, and then, and then I think what's really important is if you're going to ask for that much help, um, you need to be ready to give it back. Um, so we've been, we've been mentors for, um, an incubator. Uh, actually it's, it's this woman who runs it, Molly Felix. She, um, I think we met her, we met her through a friend of hers that we met through Alpha. So indirectly, you can all tie it back to that. Um, and we've been, um, mentoring, um, different female founders in her incubator, uh, which feels really amazing to be able to take time to, you know, think about someone else's problems. It's very fun sometimes just to try and, you know, solve these, these new problems and you don't have to get into the nitty gritty as much as your own, which can be very refreshing. Um, and I think it's, it's really important to, to always try and, you know, I think to give back, we're, 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 we're definitely asking for more than we're giving at this phase because we're so early. Um, but I hope that we can sort of flip that pretty soon, um, and start to really give back more because I think it's, I think it helps you be, you know, be better at your job. It helps you sort of realize what, what all the needs of, of everyone around you is. Um, and it also, um, I think, you know, obviously the community that we relied on so much wouldn't be here if it weren't for people doing that. So it's nice to feel, it feels good to show up. Yeah, definitely. I, definitely. And I think that attests a lot to the importance twofold. One, that um, it's important to have someone that shares a different perspective and to peop- someone that will um, give you critical feedback that mm-hmm. will challenge you to look at something in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to, while we were recognizing women, and as I wanted to really attribute you and you and I connecting to your colleague and head of partnership, Sarah Gent. I couldn't mm-hmm. go without um, sending my sincere appreciation to her for connecting us and um, allowing me to have this conversation with you and really um, facilitating our, our connection. So I want to say thank you to her. And we can also thank the connection with Sarah through another online group, um, yes. Flick, which connects... Uh- um, female founders with um, female apprentices, basically, who want to learn from female founders um, and and join their companies in, in different capacities. Um, and so it's, it's essentially there are a lot of so many of these online groups that have that have popped up that are connecting women in different ways um, in, in the professional world. And you know, so another another shout out to another one of those online yeah. platforms. Um, yeah, and I I think what Flick just just to to really shout out Flick, um, when the pandemic hit, they suspended um, all of their pricing, so it was free for usually um, it's always free for apprentices, but usually um, founders have to pay to get connected with these apprentices, and they suspended all of that. Um, they just reinstated it, I think, last week, finally, um, which is amazing. I, didn't, yeah. I don't think I know of any other company that suspended its entire revenue model for as long as they did. Sure, some did for the first month or two, um, but to go all the way through the beginning of November, um, I mean, it, it saved us in so many ways. We have we have relied on these amazing women um, to help us with, with everything from, you know, social media to, to spreadsheets, to just absolutely everything. Um, And so I think I, I 
cannot thank um, the women behind Fleck enough for, for giving us um, these amazing, this amazing community. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out to Flick for making their model accessible <laughs> to everyone. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to know or sh- let everyone know how they can reach you, connect with you. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing your website and any social media handles so they can just know what's going on and the latest updates with Arnie and how they can become involved. Yeah, of course. So, um, you can go to our, our check your fun tool um, where you can sign up for our waitlist and we'll give you updates on you know how quickly we're going to get to launch. Um, and you can also uh, play with the check your fun tool there. That's where you can search any fun that you're invested in. Um, so that's www.arnie-checkyourfund.com. And um, you can email us um, at info at arnieimpact.com. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And both of those handles, um, Twitter is Arnie, at Arnie Impact, and Instagram is at Arnie.Impact. I don't know who else has Arnie Impact, but it's taken, so. <laughs> Give back Arnie Impact. Um, <laughs> yeah, the new campaign. Yes. Uh, well, I'm looking at the Check Your Fun tool, and it's beautiful, and it's so user-friendly. So I hope everyone everyone will check it out and follow you all on social media. And Thank you so much, both of you, for educating me. I'm so new to this world, but I appreciate you creating this amazing tool, and I applaud both of you. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much much. for, yeah, for giving us this this platform to talk so openly about um, our journey. It's it's rare to feel this comfortable talking about, you know, the day-to-day for. So I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. And I look forward to staying in touch and connecting again. So thank you. Great. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you, Eliza. Thank you. Bye. so much for joining me in my conversation with Eliza and Isabel. Their business and mission really got me thinking about how I can better educate myself when it comes to my investment portfolios and to better understand how I can begin doing that confidently, knowing that I am supporting and advocating for initiatives I believe in. And I'll likely start by utilizing their Check Your Fund tool. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating or a review. Your support means so much to me and will allow others to easily find these remarkable stories and shared bits of knowledge. Thank you so much. And remember, let's advocate for each other.